thanks for joining us today. So I've decided to make my teachings of the Read, Write, and Listen workbooks. Um, I decided to make them public. I've been reserving them for people who subscribe to the YouTube channel. But you know what? I really want this information out, so I'm sharing it with you. Now, it's on YouTube for the visual, but you can definitely listen to it through this podcast. I encourage you to also go to my YouTube and find it there. Please like and subscribe. If you um, need more information, I will say a little bit more about it at the end of this podcast. But enjoy this teaching of the letters um, A through Z. Bye-bye now. I'm Dr. Marianne Sintron. Thanks for tuning in to Dyslexia Solutions today. I've been wanting to share something, um, the beginning reading books by Pleasant Roland, because my kids used them when they were in kindergarten, and I'm using them now as I work with, with children in their homes, uh, students who are on a mod severe spectrum. And um, they're not necessarily for dyslexic kids. But we are having such a challenge with the children who are entering kindergarten. Um, they're not having the preschool practice that they need. And even kids entering first grade are really struggling. So I pulled these books out and I just love them. And there's 24 of them. I'm not really sure right now the best way to share with you. But I thought the first thing I would do is share book number one. So I think Pleasant Roland is a genius. She sold her books, um, and now they can be purchased from um, McGraw-Hill. And you can find them on my website on the homepage. I have a link where you can easily order them, but there's 24 of them. So Pleasant Roland is the creator of The American Girl. So those are videos and books, and they talk about the American uh, girl and the story and history from the 1800s and on. So she's doing some wonderful things in her life right now. And she's kind of left these books and I don't want to leave them unaddressed because they are amazing. They're an amazing resource. So I think it's interesting that how we teach printing, if you're uh, teaching in a regular classroom, the Orton-Gillingham scope and sequence has um, a different letter of, of, you know, letters of how you would teach them. And if you're teaching a child who doesn't know how to write, we have another scope and sequence for that. And I think that's very interesting because Pleasant has tapped into that. What I mean is the first books she teaches are C, O, um, G, a and D. And those letters all use the C stroke. So in one of my videos, I talk about teaching printing. Excuse me, I have a little bit of a tickle. Where's my water? Uh, anyway, um, she talks that we talk about, I talk about teaching printing in one of my other videos. And that's where we start with the C stroke. So let me share my screen and show you. The first book, 
And I think it's really amazing. And again, I'm sharing this with you because there are people who are going to be teachers. And I think this should be in all the new teacher programs. There are tutors. There are parents. You can all help your kids, not necessarily for dyslexic kids. Um, I have a different reading program for that. But this is for your learning, getting these kinders and first graders to read. So in teacher manuals, you'll often have pages that you don't know what to do with them. And in the back, there's some instructions on what to do with every page. So I really like that about her books. So this first book, <clears throat> and, the, and the title of this series is Beginning to Read, Write, and Listen. And you can get it by Temple, by um, McGraw-Hill. So on page one, so I'm showing you the C book as an example. So balloons are circles, right? But when we practice the C, we start in the middle and we make a half of a circle. That's how we make a C. So I think it's very interesting that she has this first page with a lot of balloons, which introduces a lot of color, <clears throat> which kids need. And where can these kids see these circles? They can see them in tires. They can see them in balloons. They can see them on top of a clown's hat. They can see them um, in the design of the uh, clown's pants. We can see circles in the rings. We see circles on the balloon, circles in the design, circles again in the balloon. And we have the big circle out here. And again, it's to get them practice. You know, I think making learning fun by all the colors. So every book is different. And it's interesting because these are going to be. Um, Typically, the kids would color the balloon, get them some big crayons, and they could color the face on the clown. Here, we see the arrows. So the arrow wants to close up the whole circle, doesn't it? Here we have different colors of balloons. Now, what I want to point out is amazing. We, when I was in my teacher program, we talked about the sky, the grass, and the dirt. The sky was were the letters that went into the high sky, the letters that stayed in the middle, like A and C and um, W. You know, those letters would stay in the middle, which was the grass. And then if it would go down below, like a P or a Q or a G, that was called the dirt. But um, I see I see a couple of different vendors who want to use the red, yellow, and green lights. So look on the back of the book. You have the red, yellow, and green. And when I used to be a teacher trainer for Spire, they used this as well. So letters, when you learn to write, they go into the red. Those are the D, um, uh, the T, and capital letters go to the red. If they stay down in below the yellow, then we call it the yellow, the middle. And then if they go 
down to the green line. That way we know we have um, the P will go below because it has a little stem. The Q goes below. The G goes below. And we want to keep capital letters inside the green going to the red. So keep that in mind when you look at pictures and when you look at puzzles. I love it because a lot of puzzles, if they're education puzzles, you're going to have castles in the sky. You're going to see blue. You're going to see grass in the middle. And you're going to see the dirt down below. And it's getting the kids um, prepared for writing and printing. So here we have the balloon is high. It's red. The balloon is yellow in the middle. And the balloon is green down below. So that's getting the kids prompted for printing. So here they can color in their circle, red, yellow, green. And if you only have, um, if you have a book per student, you could order two, order one for you to teach from and one for your student. Your child can cut this circle out and make some lines and let the clown, I'm sorry, let the little bear with the collar hold his balloons. So I wrote some notes of what these books teach. And I tell you, they're all, they're different. Um, some of the concepts overlap, but some of them are unique. <clears throat> so a lot of the pictures will develop vocabulary for your child, which have your child circle the picture with the sad baby, which baby is sad. And your child's going to circle that. And Let's, what instrument makes a noise like this? And the child will circle the drum. What, um, what picture is something, and you could, you know, you could create it yourself. I mean, because I don't have the directions because you're so old. But which picture shows water you can drink? Or you could say, what picture shows water you see at the beach, which is called a wave, and the child can circle that. So a fire truck has a bell on it. So you could say, where is the bell that a teacher could hold? That would be this one. Where is the bell that the fire truck has? So you could have the child circle that. So um, one of the other things that used to come with the original books are tapes that would have an instrument. So you might, the child might hear the piano play or the child might hear the drum. <clears throat> the child might hear a baby cry or the child might hear a baby laughing. A child might hear the ocean or the child might hear water being poured and the child might hear a bell or the child might hear the ringing, ringing bell on a fire truck. If you want to create that yourself, do that. So then we typically will have a page with pictures with the beginning letter sound of K. So we have cap, cup, cage, clown, crib, cabbage, car, candle, coat. Comb, card, calendar, 
corn, crown, clock, can, cane, crayon, carrot, camel. Have your child repeat the word after you. K, castle, k, camera, k, cat. Don't you love that? I just love these pictures. And I do want to say the pictures are from um, Olivia Cole. She's the artist here. So when you turn the page, you're going to be asking your child again. There's a lot of listening involved with this curriculum. Does pencil say k? No. Does camera say k? Yes. Do does grocery say k? No. Does cars say k? Yes. So that's a different um, exercise with beginning letter sound. It's does this have the same sound? No. Does pear have the k sound? No. Does yarn have the k sound? No. We have candle, apple, bear, crayon. So you get the point. But look how amazing all these pictures are. And everybody loves a fun cat, right? And here you can have your child outline the letter C. We also can air write the letter C. Now, when I'm working with kids with special needs, I don't start with the capitals. I jump to the lowercase. And if I only have one book, I might start with a whiteboard and see how the lines are, the red, red at the top, yellow in the middle, green at the bottom. So we start at the top, a little bit beyond it, right? And you make your C. You make your C. You make your C. You know, this is what started stirring my passion to help children. When I was a room mom in my child's, uh, both my kids, kindergarten, and I know Debbie DeLong was their kindergarten teacher, and I loved watching her teach these kids with this book, lowercase, and they only have a dot, and they would get a star for every C that this, that the child would correctly write. The teacher would give a special star. And so here, they're practicing uppercase and lowercase, all right? So here, this is very interesting. You look at these animals. This talks about relationship. Um, also, I understand there was a tape or a CD that played the sound, a cow mooing, a dog barking. Something being sawed, something hammered, a washing machine or a vacuum. Imagine if the kids heard those sounds, they could circle the picture that was of the vacuum or they circle the jet. So you could make these sounds yourself. And then another thing I noticed here, I'd like to teach facing left. Raise your left hand. Here's my left hand, okay? Which animal is facing left? Here we go. Which, this is um, a tool, a tool for carpenter. Which tool faces left? 
This is facing left. Which appliance, these are called appliances that go in the house. Which appliance is facing left? And I see this one. These are transportation. Which type of transportation is going left? Well, it looks like they both are, right? So those are just um, ideas of how you can use these books. You can have your child draw something else in here. Draw a tree, draw a house. Again, instructions are in the back of the book. So here we have associations. What is the relationship between these two? Cat and a dog. They're both pets, right? What's the relationship between a candle and a light bulb? They both give light. What's the relationship between a comb and a brush? You use them in your hair. What's the relationship between pants and a coat? They're called garments. They're clothing. Okay, garment is a word kids need to learn. Um, clothing and garment. What's the relationship between a cup and a saucer? Well, they make a set together and you drink from the cup. What's the relationship between a camera and a photo? Well, you get a photo by using a camera. This is the product of that. So you could even look up here. Do you see they have pockets? Talk. This is your vocabulary development, parents. They've got pockets. What else do these have in common? These pets have tails. And sometimes the opposite, people would say, what animal? Well, anyway. Um, here we have. Some descriptions. You want your child to point to the picture. Which one is the cat playing with the yarn? Which one is the cat with the bushy tail? Which one is the cat, the black cat, wearing a red bow? Which one is the cat taking a nap? Which one is the cat eating? Which one? have two cats ready to play. So I think this is very cute. These are corn stalks and you're gonna have your child draw the letter C to make kernels of corn. Is that adorable? Pleasant, you're a genius. <laughs> so these are the instructions I read in the back. Otherwise, I wouldn't know what to do with them. And the student, your child can also Draw little C's for more corn kernels. Now, here is the nursery rhyme of the three little kittens who lost their mittens and they began to cry. Oh, my, oh, my, you shall not have pie. The three little mittens, the three little kittens found their mittens and they began to cry. Oh, my, oh, my, you shall have some pie. The three little mittens. Kittens soiled their mittens, and they began to cry. Oh, my, oh, my, we have eaten the pie. I don't even remember how that little rhyme goes. The three little kittens washed their mittens, and they began to cry. Oh, my, oh, my, why did they cry so much? I don't know. When cats, meow. 
Sometimes you hear cats outside and they sound like they're crying, but that's just how they meow. Meow. Okay. So what I think is also very fun, the last page on the C, you have, let's work on some comprehension. The three little mittens lost, the three little kittens lost their mittens or their socks. Their mittens, okay. Did when they found their mittens, did they get bread or did they get pie? They got pie. So the three little kittens, did they soil their mittens or did they rip them? Did they get dirty or were they ripped? So they soiled their mittens, and your child's gonna circle. The three little kittens, did they wash their mittens? Or did they put them in a bucket? Throw them away. Maybe that's a trash can. They wash their mittens. And then the three little um <laughs> the three little kittens. Think of a story. Like, see, this is just what I think of off the cuff. Do you think they like mice or do you think they like the dog instead? The three little kittens probably like mice because dogs chase mice. I mean, dogs chase cats. And if you by any chance mention that here, well, that's really funny because I was going to bring that up, that dogs like to chase cats. That's why they're, it's funny that they're both pets here. They get along. But see how Temple, um, Pleasant, not, not Temple, Pleasant, um, Pleasant Roland brought that little story here to the back. So anyway, that's what I love about this. This is just an introduction to one of her books. I'm going to stop my share. I just really love them. And I have all 24. I started off with half of them and I started ordering them singly. But you can order them again. You can get them at um, McGraw-Hill. And you could go to my website, dyslexia-solutions.com. On the homepage, just click on the link there. And I hope this has helped you. Let's get these kinders reading, okay? And I'd be curious to know if your child has dyslexia and you use them for your dyslexic child if you like them. I also have a reading program for dyslexic children called Step-by-Step -Step Reading. And we use music. We add the music component. So reach out to me. Well, thank you for listening to this podcast in its entirety. And I hope you go to the YouTube if you haven't already. Now, I have a question for you. Have you ever wanted to meet with someone and just ask your questions? I'd like to build a community of parents who have questions and need answers. So I'm reserving an hour a week to do Zoom with you. But you have to subscribe to my YouTube channel with a paid subscription of $20 a month. That information is in the text down below. And you can go to my website, dyslexia-solutions.com. With a paid subscription, you're going to have your hour a week with me on Zoom versus the payment of a personal consultation with me. We're going to have a, build a community of parents. So an hour a week, 
And um, we're going to decide what time works best for the people who sign up and pay to sign up. And then also, I'm going to continue posting these uh, videos and podcasts that I have intended to be unlisted. I'm going to start posting them because for free, because I want the information out. So I guess what we're really looking at is if you want the videos all at once, or if you're patient enough to wait and get one a week, then that's fine. But we are a nonprofit organization, so we appreciate any donation you can make. I've also made my app free. If you have older kids, CDSM, it's free on Android, and it plays music in the left ear and spelling exercises in the right ear because that's what I got my doctorate in, to study the neuroscience of the impact that music has to helping teach read. So I am so appreciative that you're here, and I want to thank you, and please stay tuned next week and reach out to me on my website, dyslexia-solutions.com. Bye-bye now. 